0: Welcome to the Transcend Human Podcast. I'm Daryl McMullen, and this is a show dedicated to understanding the human condition, the impact it has on us, how we respond to it, how we can exceed the expectations and limitations of this world, in essence, how we can level up and live lives that serve a higher purpose. good morning everybody welcome back to the show it is holiday season uh, November 30th 2020 just made it through Thanksgiving and now heading into the December rush uh, up to leading up to Christmas so it's good to have you here um, I'm gonna keep trying to do weekly episodes and get those out um, we'll we'll see what it looks like around Christmas time if if it's gonna still happen or if we're gonna need to maybe... Uh, go a week without a show, but I will let you know more on that as we get closer to it. So let's move into our moment of transparency, minute of transparency for this week. Basically, I'm going to call it, what does Christmas do to your house? So last week, we completed our annual um, routine of turning the house into the North Pole, at least on the level that we're comfortable with. I mean, there is a huge spectrum of holiday cheer in this country, right? That runs from those who do absolutely nothing or maybe put up a Christmas tree and that's it to those who have so many decorations up that they have to rent a storage facility throughout the year to hold it all. And even within our family, there's this difference, right? in the amount of decorating we need to do, we feel comfortable with in order to feel festive. I think my wife and a couple of our kids lean toward having more, and I, along with at least one of my kids, uh, is okay with a lot less. So what does your house look like each year? Uh, Are you the Grinch, like me on some level, or are you more like Clark Griswold, endangering the very power grid that you live on? Regardless, Christmas still comes, and we still celebrate, each in our own way. And that's good because we're all unique we all have different likes and dislikes it's what makes the world go round really Uh, which leads perfectly into our topic for today which is transcending personality so in this episode we're going to talk about what is personality Uh, to thine own self be true it takes a community preferences tests and inventories and you do you number one What is personality? So the word personality is one that we've always struggled to define, though we tend to throw it out all the time, right? Apparently we're okay with the fact that we don't fully understand the meaning. I'm sure we've all heard the phrases from time to time, like, wow, that guy has personality or "Eh, she's not the most attractive person on the block, but she has personality. Or maybe this one, what he lacks in motivation, he makes up for in personality. And in each of these scenarios, the word is actually used in a positive way. And I feel like that's one thing that it has going for it. When we use the word personality, we are typically referring to the positive side of a person, though this isn't specific to the word itself. In fact, we could just as easily say things like, wow, that guy has a terrible personality, or she's so attractive but certainly lacks personality, or maybe what he lacks in personality, he makes up for in motivation. We just don't seem to use the negative as much as the positive. So, what does that mean? Well, maybe deep down we're rooting for people. Maybe we're actually wanting to see the best in them. And maybe, m- just maybe, we view personality as one of those things that every human has that goes beyond looks, fame, fortune, money, power, etc. But let's look a little more deeply at the word itself and see if we can get some more clarity. So if we head over to dictionary.com, personality is said to be the combination of characteristics or qualities that form an individual's distinctive character. Now this is okay, but I'm a bit worried about the, the use of the word character in there. Because to me, character suggests a level of spirituality or morality or at least a deep connection to our innate or intrinsic values. Whereas personality seems to be less specific than that to me. Next, I found an article that kind of teased out the word characteristic or quality and what it could mean. So according to the American Psychological Association, personality is the individual differences in characteristic patterns. And these patterns show up in the following ways. It's our thinking, our behaving and our feeling or our emotions sound familiar for those of you who've been around transcend human for a little while you might recognize these from our series called controversy theory Uh, we discussed personality and how it is made up of these three elements but the important part from that series was the locus of control attached to each so we discussed that we have direct control over two of the three our thinking and our behaving and we have indirect control over the other one right our feelings or emotions indirect because if we can just control our thinking and our behaving then our emotional responses will eventually fall in line number two to thine own self be true where did this famous quote come from well it has actually a line from hamlet written by shakespeare And it went something like this, this above all, to thine own self be true. Now we're not gonna spend 20 minutes dissecting this. We'll leave that up to high school students in uh, English classes around the world. However, we will steal it and use it for the purposes of this episode. I just love the ring it has, right? I love the statement that it makes, uh, just face value. Within it, there is this assumption that the self is different depending on who you are. It suggests that there is value in the self no matter who you are, and that it is something to latch onto and hold dear. You, yourself, your own self, your own personal self. And finally, to be true to it suggests not only accepting it, but then showing it to others, letting other people see your true self and being okay with that powerful as we keep moving through this content number three it takes a community now this statement is often used in in relation to raising kids right you've all heard people say it takes a community to raise a child Uh, and they typically say that out of exasperation after a child runs off and another adult has to return the child to his or her parents but it can also be proactive meaning it doesn't have to just happen when uh, someone else helps you with your child. It can also be proactive like it is for us and our family. Um, We have these uh, two other families that we've done life with for over 20, shoot 20 to 25 years. Um, And we are 100% okay with them redirecting and correcting our kids if they see fit. It's our little version of the community raising the child. But my point here isn't related to kids or child rearing it's the concept of community working together toward a common goal the minute we go down the road of talking about personality we can tend to become hyper focused on ourselves right because our personality is ours it's very personal it's an individualistic thing and the minute you start singling each person out as unique and as individuals you allow things like these to creep in comparison She has a better personality than he does. Hierarchy. His personality is to be valued more highly than hers. Vilification. Suggesting that some personalities have no value or are bad. So it's important right up front to explain that differences and diversity in personality aren't to be viewed through the lenses above. They are to be highlighted, honored, and accepted as part of a thriving community of people. Aristotle knew this when he said, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. This is true for an automobile, obviously. Uh, If the engine was not in the vehicle, it would not work. Uh, But it is also true for groups of people, teams, and communities working together. Because we understand that the whole is not made up of 50 identical parts. The whole is made up of 50 unique parts, each doing the one thing that they can do to help the whole be successful. And the Bible has similar explanations in it. In 1 Corinthians 12, um, it explains this really well. In verses 1 through 11, the writer explains that there are these things called spiritual gifts, a list of things that exist but that are unique to the individual person. For example, things like wisdom, healing, prophecy, preaching, teaching, discernment, etc. It isn't a list that each of us needs to memorize and become proficient at, You know like a class in school it's a list of things that we may or may not be proficient at and if you have only one that's okay because your one thing is helpful in the greater community then in verses 12 through 31 it illustrates uh, this concept using the idea of a body and that each body part is important the eye the foot the hand uh, every part If every part wanted to be the eye, the body would not be able to function, right? It would be deformed. Each part plays a huge role in the overall body being whole and fully functional. Number four, preferences, tests, and inventories. Now at the top of the show I said, the word personality is one we've always struggled to define, that we throw it out and throw it around at times but we really don't fully understand the meaning. And this is true, not because we're dumb and can't understand the concept, but instead because the concept is so big and it's so hard to define. And yet we try, we try hard to define it in so many ways. There are preferences, tests, quizzes, inventories, all sorts of things out there to help you define your personality. But this is a double-edged sword, right? Because as you dive into more and more of these tests or inventories, the following starts to happen. First, you are becoming more and more aware of who you are, the unique self that is you, and that's great. But second, the more you know, the more confusing it can get. And after taking four or five different personality inventories you might start seeing some conflicting information which can be confusing and this is not so great and as a caveat the worst thing that can happen after taking a bunch of these tests or inventories is to somehow use them to create a very small box for yourself to lock yourself in and start viewing yourself only through that lens with no need for change or growth um, or anything like that We'll talk a bit more about this before we're done today. So what I wanted to do is to walk you through a few of these tests or inventories out there. Um, But first, let's spend a few minutes on preferences. So these are things that are much less scientific, right? And though there may be research available on them, we don't really care, right? It's just fun to throw them out there and talk about them. And these preferences can be just about anything, but here are a few that you'll probably recognize. Introvert versus extrovert morning person versus night person Hot weather versus cold weather mountains versus beaches dogs versus cats spicy food versus bland food Mac versus PC liberal versus conservative city versus country Jeep versus everything else For those of you who don't own a Jeep you probably won't understand that long hair versus short hair And my favorite, which we did an episode on recently, Optimist versus Pessimist versus Realist versus Idealist. Uh, That was episode 37, I believe, Transcending Your Worldview, in case you're interested in, in the full story behind that. But the important thing to keep in mind with preferences is that these two help make up our diverse and flavorful world. Your preference isn't right, it's just unique to you another person's preference is just as valid as yours and to try and change another person's preference is to be fairly narcissistic changing preferences is a personal thing something each person should be able to do on their own if so inclined and the sooner we realize that the sooner we can start chipping away at some of the systemic issues we see in the world today now let's turn uh, to personality tests or personality inventories So unlike preferences, these are typically much more scientific, meaning a lot of time, energy, and research has gone into these in order for them to be accurate and helpful. These include, but are not limited to, things like the DISC, Hexaco, Neo-Personality Inventory, Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, iSync Personality Inventory, Minnesota Multiphasic Personality Inventory, or MMPI, the Berkman Method, values and motives inventory motives values and preference inventory hogan personality inventory californian psychological inventory personality assessment inventory Keirsey temperament sorter true colors caliper profile the rorschach inkblot test zondi test high five test 16 personality factor questionnaire strengths finder insights and the enneagram just to name a few So apologies for reading through that entire list, but I wanted you to feel just how many different types are out there and how many different explanations you could possibly get regarding your personality, which is why it can get so complicated. And we have a hard time defining what the word personality actually means. So in this list that we just walked through, most of the tests or inventories um, are used by trained psychologists. So things like the MMPI and the Rorschach test, for sure. Tests like these are typically completed as part of a battery of tests they call psychological testing. They give the tests uh, to a patient or a client or a subject, and then once completed, they interpret the results and they draw conclusions from these tests in the results of a diagnosis or a summary of personality all that to say uh, these aren't typically the tests or inventories that most of us take in order to know ourselves better however I did list a few of those toward the end of the list and I wanted to touch on these briefly as these are tests that I've actually done myself and I have found interesting and helpful so the first one is the 16 personality factor questionnaire Uh, And I put links to each of these in the show notes so that you can um, go check them out if you're interested. So the 16 personality uh, inventory or questionnaire is based on the Myers-Briggs type indicator. So it has a very strong base uh, to pull from. Uh, But at the same time, it's much simpler and easy to self-administer and understand. So it's based on five personality aspects, which are mind, energy, nature, tactics and identity. And then from there, you are broken down into four high level categories, which are analysts, diplomats, sentinels and explorers. And then within each of these four categories, you can be one of four types, which is where you get the 16 types of personalities. When I took this test, I came back as the defender or what is referred to as an isfj-a personality type uh, from the myers-briggs world when i took this test um, i guess the the simple summary is that i tend to be introverted observant feeling and judging that's what the isfj stands for Um, and then a short one sentence summary it says these people tend to be warm and unassuming in their own steady way They're efficient and responsible, giving careful attention to practical details in their daily lives. Now, obviously, there is an entire section of the website describing what it means to be the defender, but I won't bore you with the details. Next up, we have StrengthsFinder. Uh, Put a link in there. So, StrengthsFinder um, is an inventory that breaks personalities down into four domains called executive, influencing, relationship building, and strategic thinking. And then each of these has a list of strengths below them. There are 34 strengths or themes in all. And when you finish the test, it simply spits out the top 5 that you appear to have in order of, you know, hierarchy or how strongly you matched up with each one. When I took this test, I came back with the f- these 5 strengths: strategic, discipline, deliberative relator and responsibility and each of these has an entire page dedicated to them as well so again i won't bore you with those results next up we have the insights discovery Uh, now i'm not sure that you can take this test just as an individual Um, i took it while working for an organization that had every single employee go through it uh, in groups or departments But it was really fun and it was really insightful sorry for the pun Uh, insights breaks you down into colors based on your personality and here are the colors and their significance so red be brief be bright and be gone yellow involve me green show me you care and blue give me details Now obviously this is very high level, and there's a ton of information on what each of these colors means, how they interact with each other, uh, and all of that. But when I took the test, I came back in the following way. So I was 98% blue, 65% green, 58% red, and 19% yellow, which interestingly enough is percentage that falls so far below the line that it is not even significant now obviously this is um, very high level like I said Um, but this about sums me up right I'm blue because I'm detailed and I can tend toward perfectionism I'm green probably because of my social work background most likely wanting to help people and care for them I'm red in that I'm entrepreneurial and can lead when called upon and I have little to no yellow, which includes things like sunshine, positivity, life of the party, trying random things, and being social just for the fun of it, etc. Next up, we have the Enneagram. So, the Enneagram is a personality inventory based on nine distinct types. And each of these types has a name there's the reformer, the helper, the achiever, the individualist, the investigator. The loyalist, the enthusiast, the challenger, and the peacemaker. And each type has a lengthy explanation, uh, but there are also other distinctions that help flesh out your personality. So for starters, each of the types I listed above um, is associated with a number, and each number has a core motivation, a core weakness, a core fear, a core desire, and a core longing. Each number has a healthy side and an unhealthy side. There is a thing called a wing, which is the number on either side of your number that you have the most in common with. Then there is a triad that you most align with. And there are these things called paths that you follow when you're in stress or when you're in growth. So those are just a few of the um, other explanations that are available as you read through your, your number in the Enneagram. Again, I'll spare you the details, but I came out as an Enneagram 1, which is the Reformer, and I have a 9 Wing, which is the Peacemaker. Again, very interesting to read through some of that content and and see how much it applies to you. Number 5. You do you. So the long and short of it is this. These inventories are a lot of fun and if you've never done anything like this before I would highly recommend it I would start with the 16 personalities because it's free Uh, then I would do the Enneagram which may run you around twelve dollars or something like that and then I would do strengths finder Um, but in order to do strengths finder you have to buy the book and then there's a code within the book that allows you to take the test and then finally um, if you're able to do it as an individual, I would recommend Insights Discovery, uh, just because it's fun with the, the colors and, and things like that. But these are by no means the only ones out there. These are just the few that I've ex- been exposed to in recent years. Um, I can still remember, though, back as a teenager, for some reason, my family took uh, a test that placed you into one of these categories. So you came out as either melancholy, phlegmatic, choleric, or sanguine. And I remember that being an interesting test. And then I also remember taking a test at some point in my life where you were categorized as an animal, as a lion, otter, golden retriever, or beaver. Like I said, just good old fashioned fun, uh, learning more about yourself. So let's, uh, let's finish things off with a few clarifications, caveats, and warnings. So the most important of them is this. These inventories do not define you for life, or label you in any way as to suggest that you have no control over your life in the future. At best, these are like looking in a cracked mirror. You see bits and pieces of yourself, but it isn't the full picture. It isn't 100% true, and it shouldn't define you for the rest of your life. Next, don't use these inventories as an excuse for your negative behavior. So what happens is people have the tendency to say, well, that's just who I am. That's my personality. Um, You know, and taking these inventories actually makes it harder for you not to, to fall into that habit. And in so doing, we refuse to work on the unhealthy or negative sides of our personality, right? Again, this does not define you, especially the negative elements that it talks about in these inventories. You have the power to change the things you don't like about yourself or things that hold you back because it's just easier for you to be that way. Next recognize that there are certain personality traits you have that are consistent across more or most of the tests or inventories. And this is really the super cool piece behind it, right? Helpful in that when you start to see that consistency in multiple inventories, you can start to paint a fairly accurate picture of who you are and what tendencies you have. This isn't bad. In fact, it could be very enlightening as you read some of the descriptions for the very first time. It can almost feel like somebody found your diary or your personal journal and used it to write about your personality. And finally understand that along with this super helpful description comes other information most inventories offer a list of the positive and negative traits to your personality, or with the Enneagram, it explains what you look like when you are healthy versus unhealthy. And it's really important not to view these lists as descriptive or prescriptive in any way. These are simply the extremes, right? The best and the worst of you at any given time. However, they are super helpful in the following ways so when reading through the healthy or positive list use these items as aspirational and try to bring those things into your life as much as possible when reading through the unhealthy or negative list use these items as guardrails. right look for them in your life and when you see them start to creep in know that you're heading in the wrong direction use that to stop assess things and then make a plan for moving back into your sweet spot So let's land the plane. What does it really mean when I say transcending personality? Well, simply put, it means to learn more about yourself and grow as a person, being a lifelong learner, which is actually one of the elements in the growth value, uh, one of the values that Transcend Human is built on. It means not sitting back and just allowing life to come at you. It means being proactive, learning more about what makes you tick, And then using that to grow as a person and impact the world around you in a more positive way this week i only have two things for you first if you have already completed one or more of these inventories we talked about today spend some time reviewing your personality types do a little more reading learn a little bit more about it what it what it means to you maybe take a look at the unhealthy or negative sides of your personality and do a heart check right? If you see some of those things creeping in, what could you do this week to course correct? For those of you who have never tried one of these tests or inventories, pick one and give it a try. When you're done, discuss your results with a spouse or a trusted friend and see if they see the same things in you. And that's it growth being a lifelong learner and applying the things that we learn in order to help us take steps in the right direction that's all I got. Uh, thanks again for being with us here today. Um, as always, I love being with you guys and it's, uh, it's fun doing this together. So have a great week and until next time, keep transcending human. Thank you for listening to this episode of the transcend human podcast. For more information, you can go to transcendhuman.com, where you'll find ways to contact us and how to access social media channels. If you like the show, you can help us by doing the following. First, tell a few friends about the show. Uh, There's nothing better than word of mouth marketing. Second, you can leave a rating and review on Apple podcasts. Uh, This will make it easier to find the show and encourage others to check us out. Uh, Thanks again for subscribing and we'll see you next time.